0: Hello guys and welcome into another episode of the Nick's State of Mind podcast. Matt Castillo here with Danny Small and Chip Murphy. Uh, last week the episode, we, we were talking about the Knicks struggling. They lost five in a row. And, you know, you know, Danny and I were talking about no real need to panic, right? Like things have been a little frustrating. Yes, they could be a little irritated and frustrated with the way they played. But still, we're off to a much better start than any of us could imagine. And then that kind of became the case, right? They, they bounce back the next two games. They get two big wins. They obliterate the Boston Celtics. And uh, even though they didn't have Tatum in the game, they still, you know, the Celtics still put a, a very competitive roster out. I mean, they just won the night before that game scoring 124 points without Tatum. So, you know, it's still a very competitive team that the Knicks shut down. And then the next day, a noon start against the Magic. Uh, they win in an ugly game. Uh, to be on a two-game winning streak heading into this West Coast trip. So that's kind of where we're going to talk about today is you know, the last couple of games and then this four-game West Coast trip, uh, what to kind of expect as they navigate through that and what should be some of the expectations for this team in this, uh, in this span. But, um, you know, Chip, you, you weren't with us in the last episode, so I'm going to toss it over to you first to kind of get it started. Uh, but the last two games two wins for the Knicks kind of turned some things around what are your thoughts on the last two wins
1: yeah I mean I'm very impressed I mean it just shows the difference in the uh, new regime with Tibbs I mean a, a five-game losing streak with the old Knicks just any previous coach you would have been like oh shit here we go again but now with Tibbs you saw there was no quit in this team really you know even When uh, the Orlando Magic, when they started to make a run in the second half of that game, the Knicks just quickly, like, squashed that. Like, we're the better team, and they put that to bed. But as far as the Celtics win goes, that was one of the best Knicks regular season wins that I can remember in a long time. But it's the defense that's the story. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, they're one of the best defenses in the NBA, and you need to consider, like, is their defense – good enough to carry them to a playoff spot. I mean, I I don't want to get too far ahead, but you know, they're, you know, they're borderline fifth in defensive rating, depending on what metric you look at right now, second in opponents effective field goal percentage. They're pretty high up on every defensive (laughs) on every defensive rating. You know, they're top 10 in a opponent's uh, field goal percentage at the rim they're obviously their first and three point percentage. That's been talked about a lot, but yeah, I just think that they're guarding the three. Well, they're guarding the rim. Well now, which is something they weren't doing at the beginning of the season. Teens were just walking to the rim specifically when Mitch wasn't on the court. Uh, I think Noel has played a little bit better recently. Getting Bullock back from injury has been good. I was very critical of Bullock on this show and on, uh, HAA with Jeff. I, I didn't think he was playing well. And since he's come back from injury, he's been playing some of the best defense he's played with the Knicks. And it's just been the defense. And that's what you can expect from Tibbs. And he's done exactly what his supporters have said he was going to do. He's maximized the team's defensive effort. He's got these guys playing the best they can possibly play on defense. And it's just been a pleasant surprise that we've seen guys like Julius Randall playing hard on defense and, Kevin Knox is playing hard on defense and all these guys that we didn't know if we'd ever see play smart defense. And that's why we have a a top 10 top five defense, depending on what stat you look at right now. And that's just carrying them. And they're going towards this West coast trip. As we're recording this uh, on Tuesday, the 20 uh, Thursday, sorry, the 21st, they're about to play the Warriors. Uh, and yeah, that's the Warriors game is going to be tough. It's Steph, and then they got the Kings, Blazers, and Jazz. And all are maybe not the Jazz game is going to be tough, of course, but Kings and Blazers, very winnable. Yeah, also Warriors tonight, very winnable. I feel well, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I- I'm a huge Steph fan, I've bought into the Warriors. But I feel like, like you said, Danny, we're getting them on the uh, on a back to back. I think it's a very winnable game. The Kings is a is a game they absolutely should win, you know, because they should. If there's any team they should be able to put up points against, and the Blazers, I mean, that's hit or miss. You you could think they could be reeling a little bit right now with the injuries, or maybe Dame just steps up and goes off. And the Jazz is obviously going to be the toughest out of all those games, you would think, um, because. But you know. Randall has had a lot of success uh, against Gobert since he's been a Uh Nick. I don't know about previous to that. He's played really well against him, but we'll, we'll see. I think there's a good chance they split this road trip, this four game road trip, go two and two, but I'm not that concerned as I normally would be. Normally I would be looking at this trip like a shit. We're going Mm -hmm. one and three, whatever. We'd be lucky to get a win. Hopefully we get that Kings win. but yeah, I'm encouraged obviously by the defense and, the first thing I thought of when we were recording this was yet yeah, is this defense I'm working on something actually now like is the defense good enough to carry them to a playoff berth if we especially if we hang on to all these guys obviously if we start selling guys off that's not going to be the case but I don't know maybe it is
0: you know and it's funny that you you mentioned like the West Coast trip and go you know last couple of years, that, that really has been the conversation anytime we've gone to the West Coast trip. Like, I remember it, we would go, yeah, it would be just good if we can win one of these games and just mm. escape out of there. It really is funny how that kind of, you know, this year, you feel like we can take a couple, and it, it's not the easiest thing to do for teams. You know, even vice versa, when you got the West Coast teams that come over to the East Coast, I mean, it, it's it's long travel. It's a, it's a brutal stretch, and, and a lot of the times you see – you know, even the best teams kind of struggle going across distance and maybe lose a game on that trip that they probably normally wouldn't. Uh, but you know, it, it's—I feel pretty good about this West Coast trip. That I can see them possibly taking. Uh, more realistically, I'm hoping they go two and two on it. Uh, but I, I can see it's possible that it can go three and one even. And that would be that would be something real special if they can beat like the Warriors tonight and the Kings and uh, Portland you know, that, that's a pretty damn successful, uh, West coast swing. So it'll be interesting to see if they can do that. Um, more realistically though, I think we're looking at two and two, uh, more so than anything, but it would be nice to get out of the West coast with a, a three and one in these four games. But Danny, what are you, some of your thoughts on, on the wins the last couple of games and also this West coast trip?
2: I think, I think <clears throat> Chip really like hit it with the, uh, the defensive stuff. Um, like they're ranked super high in almost every defensive metric you can find, um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna list those again. But I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway for me is just that last year they I, their defense inside wasn't terrible. Um, you know they rebounded pretty well. Like they weren't terrible inside. I wouldn't say, um, but they couldn't defend the three at all. Teams just annihilated them from the three point line. Um, a few games where they just you know let guys go off and it was a real problem for them. So far this year, they're able to get out on shooters, um, and they're still – they're not, like, sacrificing anything inside. In fact, they've gotten better inside. Because um, last year, you know, what the defense wasn't great, obviously, but when Mitch started taking some strides, you saw the overall defense kind of come together a little bit. Um, but this year, it's like Tibbs has really just taking it to another level. Um, and then, I guess, just <clears throat> piggybacking that point off of uh, the road trip – I think I remember, you know, talking about the, the 4 game road trip they had earlier this year and thinking, like, if they can get one win on that, that would be good. That We're saying the same thing. Obviously, West Coast is tougher than that. But, you know, I mean, they beat Atlanta, Indiana. They lost to Toronto. And Cleveland's not bad this year. So they went 3-1 and one on a road trip against, th- you know, three wins against three pretty decent teams. Um, the Pacers are, you know, look like one of the best teams in the Eastern conference, like top pat or top tier close to it. Um, so they, Knicks have shown they're pretty resilient, you know, um, it's a four game four game road trip here, but it's six and seven games, um, on the road too. So they're kind of in the middle of it. They didn't really have a ton of time, um, at home, you know, just a couple days off, uh, after Monday, but still now you're back at it. Um. But I think with Tibbs, they'll they'll be resilient. They'll be able to uh, keep the mojo going.
0: Did you guys? And, I, and I'm curious to see what you guys think about this. Going back a little bit here, of uh, watching the Celtics game, did you guys kind of get the feeling like their broadcast crew was like trying to just shit on the Knicks? Like, especially in the beginning of it, like I just felt like everything was, yeah, they're not very good. You know, they they. I think it was Scalabrini that said Mitchell Robinson. I I think is a very overrated defender and things like that I'm just I, I don't, I'm just curious if you guys heard those kind of things and did it rub you the wrong way I, I don't know my competitive standpoint was like why am I why do I got to listen to this and please shut them up and I enjoyed the fact that we beat them by like 25 points and by the end of it they started going I guess they're decent you know did you guys catch any of that
2: no I I watch MSG so I, I missed that I I did not have uh Did not have Scalabrini talking about Metro Routes. I just
1: saw the the Strickland tweeting about it and other people tweeting about it and shitting Mm. on Scalabrini. And I, like, and saying how he was praising Tice the entire game, like he was a Lajuwon, and that was really weird. Well, but it was, I mean, Tice, Scalabrini's a homer. is
2: like, is like the same player as Bam at a bio. They like cancel yeah. each other
1: out. <laughs> it was really, it was, I mean, Scalabrini's a homer. Those Celtics yeah, announcers that, are right. total homers. I, honestly,
2: I, I have nothing wrong with that. It sucks if you have to watch the broadcast. Oh, it was like, awful. If you're Matt, yeah, that's terrible. Oh, it was awful. I feel for you with that. But i don't like i think at uh, to a certain degree um i think the home broadcast is allowed to be a little homerish
1: yeah i watch a lot of magic magic games and those guys are a little homerish they're they're really good at their jobs though yeah they are no, very good I,
2: on the local broadcast i honestly have no problem with that you know i think it <sighs> It adds a little something for the fans, but it's it also does. funny when the team's bad, and then you have Clyde being like, "They're awful." That's like, the thing, though. Like
1: the a lot of like the best guys, like the Magic guys too. I watch their games. They're also when the team's playing like shit. They're yeah, also they, a little critical right. of the team they're the too, first ones which just, is just what feel they like.
2: like Clyde, yeah. Clyde just that. Right. That's
0: what I wanted abroad. Not a total like fanboy thing. My yeah, God, it. it was just like yeah, you know. and just, I was wondering that's if just awesome in
2: general. That's just every. Every, like, Boston, like, announcers, like, oh, the Red Sox, the greatest team ever. Like, Boston in general is just, I'd say, like, they're tough on their teams, but they're not as tough as, like, New York or Philly. Or they just can't hide
0: it. It's like, my God. It was just like – I was wondering if the game was on MSG. But I have the the league pass, you know, here in South Mm -hmm. Carolina, so – when it's on the NBA channel, it's blocked out. You have to watch whatever coverage was on there. So I was like, oh, "Is okay. this on the MSG?" And I heard a lot of people were talking about it. So I was like, "Maybe it's not." So I, I it was painful to listen. to. It made me enjoy the beatdown we gave them a little bit more. Yeah, that's a, if there's ever a
2: game you're gonna have to listen to the home homer or, homerish broadcast like that. Um, when your team just destroys the other team, that's not a bad one. Yeah,
0: you know. And, Chip, you were talking about the defense in these games and in that Celtic game alone, if I'm not mistaken, they held them at 39% from the field for the entire game. I mean, it was just clamps. on No matter who was into the game, everybody bought in defensively. And, again, you know, I I brought up, um, you know, something – I think it was the last episode when we were talking about Randall's numbers. It might've been the episode beforehand. And I started asking random people like, who, whose stat line do you think this is, right? And you, they go on with the list of players and nobody says Julius Randall, right? And then you say it's Julius Randall. and they, they can't believe that he's putting up those numbers. I did something similar with that with their defense, you know, and looking at some of those defensive categories and said, who do you think is leading in this and that and this? Not one time somebody said, oh, the Knicks. Not, not once, because it's just something we have not seen in quite a while. And it's really just mind-blowing if you really think about it. I mean, Tibbs gets in, and it's instantly. And I know Tibbs brings that defensive, you know, mindset and has done wonders in his career with teams and defense. But still, we got a long way to go, like Chip was saying. You know, can this, can this last? Can we carry this through? But what I'm about to ask both of you here, and I'm curious to see what you guys think, did you think it was going to be this much of an improvement defensively this fast so far? Because I'll be honest, I didn't think so. I think they were going to get better defensively, but by no means that I think they would be in the top of some defensive, uh, you know, categories. I mean, they are really buying in defensively. And guys that we thought can't play defense are freaking playing defense. It's – amazing did you guys think that tibbs was going to be able to kind of turn it around this quick this soon on the defensive side of the ball
2: i don't i don't know if i ever answered this specifically like before tibbs was hired like how much better the defense would get i can't remember you know picking anything but i feel like i was around like they could be top half of the league i was like that would be a pretty good accomplishment for for these knicks like top half of the league in you know most defensive metrics that would be pretty good for the knicks And now they're like top five, top 10 in pretty much everything, but top five in a lot. Um, So, I mean, uh, is it sustainable? I think I keep asking that question like every podcast. Is it sustainable? Um, That's the question. Uh, I think that 15 games is not a huge sample size. Um, Things could change as the season goes on. But every time you think they do, like they go on this five-game losing streak and you think they might have lost their mojo, they come back and they have two huge wins. So I, I still I don't have a great read on this Knicks team yet. Not sure exactly what they're gonna be, but I, as we keep saying, so far so good,
1: you know. Yeah, that's the other. I've I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop too, yeah. Because they they allow a ton of threes and they allow a ton mm-hmm. of shots at the rim. So the the paranoid Knicks fan in me is like, okay, eventually, eventually, but I I mean. With Tibbs as the coach, you got to figure like so that things are going to be okay. That and I've never felt like that as as far as I mm. as long as I've been a Knicks fan about a coach, I've never felt like that. So I mean, with Mike Woodson, I always felt like Mike Woodson knew what he was doing. That's not true. i not never felt like that. Uh, you always were confident with Mike Woodson there, mm. but yeah, but not I quite,
2: not quite the level. Tom Thibodeau, I don't think. I, yeah, Woodson yeah, you just great, but like, yeah, Tom Thibodeau, you know, Coach of the Year, you know, mm-hmm. playoffs, like all all the time. Yeah. Nothing to take away for anything from what Mike Woodson, and you know, just to add, he's on the he's on the coaching staff, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, take, exactly. We're fine, we're good, like, exactly. It, it pulls a pulls a D'Antoni, we got Mike Woodson right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. What was I say? I, yeah, I'm just. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop with the defense, of course, looking at the the numbers, but I mean, things have been fine Yeah, for the, I mean, save a little uh, hiccup there with the, the losing streak. And it, uh, it seems like the defense is going to be really good. But as far as your question, Matt, did you think it was going to be this good this early? No, I didn't think it was going to be this good this early. I thought. Okay, like Danny said, I think we can be like a top 15, top 13 defense, maybe top of the league defense, but I remember thinking when Tibbs had his guys that he liked in Chicago, they were good defensively, but when he had his guys, he didn't gel with in Minnesota. They stunk on defense, so when he gets his guys in New York, that was my thinking. Yeah, we're going to have a great defense, but right now he doesn't have his guys, so We're gonna have to wait. We're gonna have to be patient for tips. I didn't think he had it in him. He just they just gave him what what they already had. They gave him a they added a few guys. They added Austin Rivers, they added Nerland Zoel. Yeah. Uh Alec Burks hasn't even played yet, so you can't really give him that. But for the most part, he's inheriting the roster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's done it. Incredible job he really has with the defense to get these guys to buy in. You, I mean, there was a lot of question about whether or not Tom Thibodeau's coaching style he could get these guys to buy in, and I think he's already answered that.
0: You know, and Chip, you know, you were talking about um, Emmanuel quickly, or you know, talking. Have we have we talked a lot about him um, here? And I did want to try to transition into, into his play over the last several games as well has been uh, pretty exciting to see. Um, One thing that I've kind of picked up on is, and Clyde Frazier was talking about, he doesn't really have a pull-up jump shot, right? Like that's not something that he looks comfortable doing. He likes to go to that floater. And, you know, it it was kind of, you could see it's a shot that's in his arsenal, but it wasn't like mastered yet, and it's still not mastered. It's still not. and. I watch it though and it's already getting better and he's hitting it a little bit more consistently. And when I watch, you know, that shot go up, that's a shot that's there. When he's when he gets that step on the defender and he gets inside the lane, it's a good shot to get off. And it's just one of those things where I can't help but think if that's something that he gets down where it's just consistent and it's there every single night, I, I he could put up some big scoring numbers, guys. I I I know it's still a long way to go, and he's got a long way to develop too. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself in excitement. You know, the fan side kind of goes, I you know, excited because I just want something out of a damn point guard position. You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to get too far ahead of it. I'm I'm well aware that it's early, and you know, he's got a long way to go. But the signs are are, are very positive right now, and I think the key. One of the keys to really start putting up some big numbers is, is that floater. But Chip, I, I know you have I'm sure you have some stats on him uh that will go really deep into things. And then I know that you have those advanced stats that as much as I love stats, have no idea what the hell they mean. I see I saw that you tweeted something earlier. I was,
1: yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Please explain. I was just looking at his uh yeah, he's fifth in uh Pick and roll ball handler possessions uh uh by points per possession. Uh minimum 20 possessions. He's uh uh Monty Morris is first, Kawhi Leonard, then James Harden, Joe Ingalls, and then quickly. So on pick and roll possessions, when he's the ball handler, he's there the Knicks are scoring a lot of points, basically. <laughs> and it's a small, it's an extremely small sample size. Um, of course it's like 53 possessions, I Mm. believe was his, uh, sample size, but I mean, it's, it's something, I mean, there, there weren't a lot of other rookies up there at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton was up there too. And Cole Anthony had a good number too, but uh, I mean, it just shows how smart he is. I think he's uh, as a 20 year old, I think he's very Uh, a sound decision maker. He knows what he's doing, the pick and roll. And I think as far as shooting out of the pick and roll, I think that's maybe his greatest strength. The fact that he shows potential to just be able to call Mitchell Robinson up at some point and point and do what a Damian Lillard does at some point and say, stand there, I'm going to come off the screen and I'm going to pull up and shoot. And if he ever has that ability to pull up and do something like that, Well, that takes him to the next level. Yeah,
2: I think I'll get my two cents in here. I think um, thing with quickly, I agree. His his floater looks like it could be just a a great, great move for him. Um, But I think him just being a good three point shooter, like even though I know, you know, like what you're saying, Chip, he's not quite, you know, there yet, but just him being able to knock down an open three adds so much to his game because guys have to close out hard on him so he can get that step and get that floater. Uh, I think for sure guys are going to start to figure him out a little bit and he, he might have another rough, rough patch coming up. Um, Cause NBA guys, they're just so good. They just pick up on tendencies. So well, uh, I think it's tough for a rookie to, right. to really, plus he
0: is a rookie. rookie. That's, that's what I mean. What I think, I think it it's, it's,
2: it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for him to, to deal with, you know, all these guys coming in with, you know, just years and years of experience. They've seen it all. They've seen everything. Uh, He's going to probably have a couple rough nights here and there, but he does have that really nice floater. He's got some nice touch there. Uh, He can get to the rack a little bit and that just that he can knock down the open three, that just makes, you know, him that much more dangerous, which, you know, just seeing, you know, competent three point shooters on the Knicks is a, is a, is a welcome sight because uh, him and Knox shooting the ball. Well, you know uh, Bullock has done pretty decent, obviously RJ and Randall, you know, they struggle sometimes, but it is what it is. You know, you're getting Burks back. Uh, who knows about rivers and Frank. Cause it seems like with the injuries, it's like anytime someone comes back, a new guy goes to, uh, goes to the the injury reserve or whatever you want to call it in the NBA. But
1: I think Frank might look. be shit out of luck.
2: Yeah. He's he's been out for a while. He's getting, yeah. it's getting screwed over.
1: When but, he comes back, he just may be – he may be Wally pipped when he comes back. He might, might happen. I mean,
2: it's hard. But then again, you know, Rivers goes on – you know, Rivers – he's doubtful now with, you know, his injury. If Frank ends up coming back next, who's to say, you know, somebody – you know, knock on wood, obviously you don't want anyone to get hurt. But who's to say another guy might not, you know, might go down or something like that. I think Frank's Frank's. He might not have an opportunity as soon as he comes back, but he'll have one eventually.
1: Yeah, I agree. yeah. I, he I, was I he was
2: doing okay. He was playing all right before he got injured. You know, I mean, he wasn't lighting it up or anything, but playing good defense on the second unit, playing a little on ball, a little off ball. You know, hitting some. He was knocking down some open shots. I mean, he wasn't you know dominating or
1: anything like it that. Never Man. has
0: been dominant, guys. Mm-hmm. Never. Just the question,
1: yeah. It, the question it, is <laughs> whose rotation minutes does he take away? Because the obvious answer is Bullock, I guess. But mm-hmm. I, I don't see but Tibbs. I mean he's yeah. starting,
2: so like yeah, clearly Tibbs trusts him, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I will say though, yeah, I, I expect him to not that he's like completely out of it just because of the defensive paralysis, you know, you you, you sometimes need to add that guy that could, you know, Sometimes create a spark defensively. There's always games like that. It might be weird times that you feel, but no, I, I don't think he's like from the play of quickly and some of these other guys. I don't think it it completely eliminates you know Neil from the game plan. But I don't, I mean, I don't think he's
2: Dennis Smith.
0: No, no. Dennis Smith is done. He's never going to get an opportunity. I mean, unless if it's garbage time in a game, it's the only time you see him. Yeah,
2: we'll we'll probably see some garbage time Dennis Smith at some point this year, but I think, I don't think, I think he's done with the Knicks. might even be a buyout candidate. Um, You know, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think they can get anything of value for him.
0: No, there's no, no, no value, but I mean, y'all, you guys remember when everybody was like, why did not they trade him last year? Well, it's no, nobody wants him. Like nobody's that, that's kind of why he's still on the roster, but yeah, no, uh, he, he, I don't see him coming off the I don't think Frank is, is there now. I will say it's kind of weird and, and it's, I know we kind of transitioned to Frank here and I've been wondering about that. What is it a knee injury that he sustained and it was a sore knee. He's been out for like three weeks. Is it, is it? Something else that they're not really
1: going I into. I think it's a knee. It's, it's very mysterious. Right, it, thing. Feels, it feels
0: <laughs> weird, and there's not there's no updates on them. That's what I don't understand. I'm like I'm really confused.
1: No,
2: Nick Nick's PR updates. Yeah, it's his sprained right knee, and he used to have what was it last year? Groin was it? It was groin. He had a lot yeah. of problems with. Yeah. This year, yeah, it's sprained right knee, which he's having issues with. Which you don't want to speculate, but anything with the knee is always.
1: Uh, I mean, he's missed a work lot work. of games. He's had, he's had a lot yeah. of injuries, Frank. It's yeah. it, But
0: it's just, it's just weird. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's they kind of haven't really given much updates on him. Nobody's really kind of mentioned any, I don't even know if he's been like doing any kind of drills or something at practice or anything moving in the right direction. Like I've literally have not hurt anything
2: mm-hmm.
0: what he's doing in his process of coming back. Like we get and, and I and I think you're on this Danny. I think you tweeted something on this was we're on the the injury kind of update here, but uh Alex Burke is he possibly going to return on this West Coast trip? Could he possibly he, return tonight? He's,
2: he's probable for uh okay. for Warriors. So so he'll be back I say, I'd sure. say yeah Alec Alec Burke's revenge game tonight. That'd be fun. They did I trade st- him. They did trade him,
0: and I did see your subtle tweet about how the the second unit could could use an Alex Burke. That Warriors
2: second unit is like, I mean, Pas- Pascal's on, or Pascal's a nice player, but like he's like all they have for offense on that unit. Yeah. And then like Kelly Oubre, who I don't know if he wakes up.
1: Their benches sucked for a long time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Alec Burks was what only a few million dollars. It was
1: very cheap. Looking what did they the... get from Philly for him? I don't even know. Was It must have been a pick, right? Second rounder, maybe? Yeah. Hold on. This is great. Uh, it's
2: fact-checking. <laughs> In real time. No other, no other Knicks podcast does that, actually. We're the only Knicks podcast. Hey, that we want to make sure it's
0: accurate, checking. and we get it out, and we let people know. But we Because I'm usually one that just tries to do it by memory, and I have
2: Damn, I mean, you got I have, they got three second round picks for oh, Burks and Glenn Robinson, the third. 2020 from Dallas, 2021 from Denver, 2022 from Toronto. So not quite the best second round picks because they're probably low, but just it's just loading up on them.
0: Yeah, this is I, I'm looking at the games now that are coming up and seeing uh the the Knicks are not big underdogs, but they are underdogs coming into this game. I'm a little surprised by that. I don't know if you guys are. I mean, Warrior, I mean, Warriors I, I know are, the Warriors would be favored. I get Warriors that. are playing well.
2: Yeah, like, I, I get Warriors that. Warriors are but fifth, I'm, in the, fifth in the West, I think, you know. I'm a little like, surprised
0: by the Kings, right? We're not favored in the Kings game. I'm a little surprised by that.
1: What's the line in that?
0: It's it's four points. Like I said, it's not a massive like line or something like that. It's <laughs> no big deal, but I'm just saying, like, we're not – we're not favored at all. I, I don't know. I just feel like that's yeah, Kings, a game. Kings are on a
2: four-game losing streak. Yeah,
0: it, it's just I, I feel like that's a game. Maybe maybe because the one time I do know that we were favored in a game this year was against OKC, and, you know, we didn't play well in that game. We, we looked well, like
2: crap. Where, West Coast back-to-back probably. that's That probably means something as well. Um, I just feel like that's a game.
0: Like, they ha- they They should win, right? Like, you know, I know it's not – I don't think the Knicks are at a level where they have like, okay, this is a guaranteed win. You know, some teams you just know walk into a place. They're going to win the game. I'm not saying the Knicks are at that level, but I just, I feel like that Sacramento game is a game that they absolutely should win. It would be so, really disappointing if they don't.
2: Just to go back on the gambling point, the Knicks have been the favorite twice this year and they're owing and two not against the spread, but just, they've lost both games that they, well, I guess, yeah, they lost both games. Against right. The spread Cause they lost outright. So they're owing and two, in games when they're favored
0: so vegas is doing us a favor
2: well right. i mean i don't know actually vegas i think probably uh probably has done pretty well on the knicks um actually i don't know,
1: vegas yeah. I don't know.
2: they're kind of they're kind of in the middle there the uh they're seven and eight against the spread so yeah okay i doesn't go, probably didn't go well. that far one way or the other
0: that's pretty that that matches their record Seven and eight yeah. against the spread. Seven and eight on this season. So they they haven't. I mean, it's been, hey, it's been good uh, teams win. Great teams hey, cover. That's right. So amen. So that that is a. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I just look. At, I know it's not like a. It's not like a disrespectful spread or anything yeah, like I that. I wasn't like. Oh my god, you got to be kidding me. No, I, I'm not saying that. But I just. I don't know. I just feel like we should win that game. We absolutely. I mean. And the kings have been
2: so bad defensively. They gotta have they gotta have like one they, of awful awesome. tonight or tomorrow.
1: Yeah, so they have been, but the Knicks can't score. So yeah. it's something's gotta fa- give for yeah, yeah,
2: the immovable object against an unstoppable force.
0: Yep. Something's gotta give on that. But let's do it. What's uh what's call our last last call here? Anything that we haven't touched on that we you guys would like to kind of throw in here in the last few minutes of the podcast. I can't think of anything. I think we kind of covered everything really. Cause I know it hasn't been that long of a layoff, but it kind of feels like it. Cause the traveling out to the West coast, you know, they played those back-to-back games. We covered those, um, you know, we covered the injury front for me. I think, I think we covered basically everything that we need to for today.
2: It's yeah, a Real we,
0: big storyline to dive into.
2: We packed a lot into it.
0: Yep. Sorry.
2: Um, Westchester Knicks, G League. Miles Powell, maybe.
1: Miles and Scal.
2: Yeah. Um, who's ready? That's that's my final thoughts. Just that. Miles <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a good one. And uh, follow Danny if you're interested in uh, New York City or New York State uh, oh, online yeah. betting news.
2: <laughs> yeah. Trying to trying to get these politicians whip them into shape. <laughs> no, I'm just reporting on it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Hopefully they get that. I, I've in that aspect, man, I, I'm telling you, they, they just got to legalize that everywhere. It sucks. Like I could do like the draft Kings thing. That's where I have to do my thing, but I can't do the, like the sport book. I can't, you know, I'm not eligible. Get, for on, get on
2: the horn, get on the horn with your, your state senator, state assemblyman. whatever. Oh, I have. Get on yeah, the I phone. Have
0: a, yeah. I don't know if South Carolina has any kind of movement towards that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons why behind it, but. Um, I'll check. I'll
2: check in on that, and I'll I'll report back next week. I'll see. I, I'll I'm see gonna need an update.
0: Find. I need to sound intelligent when I when I yeah. usually I just start yelling at them Yeah,
2: I don't. I, I that's all I got in life. It's just I just
0: say words and combinations that I think sound good that probably are not. But um, yeah, that's what that's how I do. But I would love for it to go uh, where I can put some bets down in some games. Um, I'm not a big gambler. Like I'm not gonna lie, gamble my rent away. But you know, make a couple of bucks doing it. That's like, that's when
2: it's really fun, right? (laughs) You're
0: not not living until
1: you do that. Yeah. Not living until you're down a thousand bucks. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Don't
0: take advice from us at all. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
2: 1-800-GAMBLER if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Before you (laughs) place a bet, you always
1: see 1-800-GAMBLER at the bottom. So definitely (laughs) call it before you lose your money. Oh,
0: good stuff, guys. All right, but I think that's it for this uh, this week. We'll be back for another episode next week. Thanks for listening.